Welcome to the CTG Nation podcast, episode 52. My voice is a little raspy. I've been working all day. I was talking to one of my old Marine Corps buddies on the phone. Um, this is going to be a short and sweet episode. This is going to be kind of under our action sermon series. Um, I'm going to be talking about fiscal discipline. This is coming from something that happened to me personally over the last couple of weeks where I kind of had an unexpected expense that, uh, you know, I didn't, I wasn't really planned for it, like could have waited, but I'm so like, if something's in front of me, I like got to hurry it up and, and get it done. And, you know, and then I'm eating ramen the rest of the week. Um, got a truck, uh, from, from my pawpaw who, who can't drive anymore. Uh, you know, as some people get, get older, they don't take care of their stuff as well. Um, so I do a lot of stuff to this that, you know, probably could have waited. Um, but like I said, when there's something in front of me, I just feel like I like have to get it done. So this made me think of a quick little episode we could do this week talking about fiscal discipline. We talk about like discipline, like in the gym and at work and keeping your cool and with your relationships and stuff, but it's applicable to, to everything. Right. And uh, you know, finances are probably, I mean, you know, the saying is it's the root of all evil, right? Um, to include bringing stressors onto our life, um, you know, with our relationship, it puts you in a bad mood at work. You know, you can't go have breakfast with the boys, like just little shit like that. If you're just not squared away with your money, it just brings little, little stressors to your life that, we're trying to get rid of those little stressors because we already work. Uh, most of us that are, you know, most of y'all that listen to this podcast are in stressful, uh, you know, professions where we got to reduce the stressors uh, in all other, you know, all the other avenues that can influence us. So stand by for that. But of course, we got to do the ad first. All right, guys and gals. So episode 52 action sermon talking about fiscal discipline. Like I said, the idea came from an unexpected expense that I personally had to deal with. Um, so it made me think of some stuff that I've been told growing up. I haven't always been in the position to execute them as well. Um, just because of, uh, you know, there's always my role in my family. There's, I've always got to suck it up when it comes to either, it just, I always get a lot of, I feel like I get a lot of, uh, unexpected expenses sometimes, um, being the oldest, like I have to suck it up. Um, and a lot of that sucking up has to do with money a lot of the time, unfortunately. So first I got to say that I am not a financial advisor. You know, it's your fucking problem. If you, if you use this advice and lose all your money or whatever, um, this is just stuff that I've been told and stuff that I've used in the past. And I know, and I surround myself with a lot of people that have similar, you know, goals and interests and ideas. And so a lot of people that I know have, have used these too, and they've been successful with them. Um, so like I said, I'm not a financial advisor. I didn't go to school for accounting or any of that bullshit. Um, this is just average dude with less than average money, <laughs> thanks to family court. Um, and hopefully this can help y'all reduce. The biggest thing is reducing 
your stress because finances stress out everybody. And we got to get rid of a lot of these stressors so we're able to execute better at work and get back home to whatever you love, right? Um, so the easy one I always talk about is um, cutting out or at least cutting down on eating out. I try to revolve my, uh, like when I go out and eat and I'm paying for food, one, I try to go to a place that, uh, this sounds stupid, but they cook better than me. Like they better be able to make something better than me. Cause if I can make it just as good at the house, what the fuck am I paying you for? Um, or I use it for my cheat meal. Um, which, you know, again, sometimes you're not as disciplined with that either. So, you know, uh, maybe that cheat meal is going out with your girl to a certain restaurant. Maybe that cheat meal is, you know, going to cook out or McDonald's at 2 a.m. Whatever. We can talk about cheat meals and health stuff later. Um, again, I'm also not a health expert either. So take that with a grain of salt. So um, eating out, that's the easy stuff. When you buy all those little stupid snacks and energy drinks at the gas station, I looked at it, um, I think it was probably the week before um, I kind of inherited uh, my Pawpaw's truck, and I spent like 60 it was like $60, um, you know, between like going to Chick-fil-A one time, getting snacks at the gas station, um, I think it was like it fell on a Sunday. So a Sunday morning thing that we like to do with my new shift is, is going to breakfast to a place in town. Um, you know, a lot of these pay places, they give us a discount, but you're still spending money where it's like, yo, if you just got up 20 minutes earlier at the house, had some fucking scrambled eggs and oatmeal and blueberries, like you're fucking good to go. Um, yeah, it's not as sexy. Yeah. You might not be with your boys and shit all the time, but I mean, there's time when I've, I've gone out, uh, with the guys on shift and like, you just get like a coffee or whatever. You just don't get like a full blown meal. Um, just little stuff like that. It can add up. Cause I mean, if you think about just your little snacky bullshit you do every week, say it is 50 to 60 bucks a week, bro. Like that's, that's, that's a lot of money over a year. I mean, you're looking at 200 just a month. That's $200 you could have spent or put it towards something else. Um, you know, that's $200 usually isn't going to be a full payment on, you know, your big items like a vehicle or a car, but extra 200 bucks could go, you know, wherever, wherever you want. And I mean, I'm going to talk about some stuff further down this list where the, where, where that $200 could go. Um, you know, you could save it, put it towards, say you're saving for a vacation. Maybe it's not a savings for retirement, but uh, savings for, Hey, next year we're going to Disney world, whatever. Um, another thing, a lot of, I feel like a lot of first response in military blows a lot of money on is booze, um, booze. And I have stupid wants here, which could be, I mean, fill in the blank with that. Everybody knows what your stupid wants are, their needs and wants. Right. Um, I know with booze, like, yeah, I have a drink or a beer, after shift sometimes, uh, sometimes you need it. Sometimes you don't. Um, I know one thing that helped with me is I got away from beer. So when I do drink, I just have like one, like small glass of whiskey or something. Um, you know, not as many carbs in it. I personally, I think if you have like 
a glass of liquor. It's better than a ton of beers. Um, but I've just noticed that's what's been working for me. Some people can't handle liquor at all. Some people, you know, can't handle certain type of beers or like the seltzers and all that kind of shit that's out there now. Um, but all that comes under stupid wants and just like unnecessary spending, the snacks, the chips, the alcohol. Um, if you cut that stuff out, you'll have probably an extra couple hundred bucks a month. Something to look at. Um, always a really simple thing. They always tell a lot of, you know, you'll hear it, you know, the banks and all these financial people, they tell you to write out a budget. I am personally really bad at writing out a strict budget. I write down my expenses, you know, Hey, my car costs this. I pay X amount of Bob, X amount of money to Bobby every month. Um, you know, your phone, uh, you know, if you have health insurance on your dog, if you have, um, you know, your child support, like you've got a budget for all that stuff. Um, I am bad about writing out budgets. Um, and there's a lot of, there's a lot of resources out there. A lot of them are through, uh, banking apps. Um, and there's a lot of other financial apps out there that can help you. Um, another thing that I've seen out there is, uh, the 30% housing rule. So you never pay over 30%, you know, roughly a third of your income should go towards housing. I've seen 28, I've seen 33, I've seen 30. Um, I know nowadays that's even harder. So another budget rule is the 50, 30, 20 budget rule. Um, I saw this in a lot of different locations, um, online, just a quick little, little Google search. Um, I've seen it with, uh, Chase talks about it, you know, Chase bank, um, citizens bank. I even saw it on Yahoo finance. So 50, 30, 20, those are percentages. So 50% are your needs. 30% are your wants and 20% goes towards savings. Um, now you'd have to look that up and break that down, um, you know, a little differently. I mean, 20% savings is really hard nowadays because of inflation. Um, 30% for wants, you know, depending on how you look at it might be kind of high. Um, you know, with inflation, your needs might exceed 50%. So it's going to encroach on some of your other stuff. Um, you know, cause I'm pretty sure everybody's groceries, you know, from three years ago, um, everything you're buying is probably about twice as much from, I'd say about three, four years ago. Um, so you just got to adapt with that stuff. Um, kind of similar to that one that I was always told growing up. Um, so my grandparents, and then they got this rule from their parents and grandparents was to, always save 10% of every paycheck you got. So if you have multiple jobs, um, you know, multiple um, streams of revenue, for every stream of revenue, let's say, um, you save 10% of that. Now, okay, where do you save it? Do you just put it in a traditional savings account, uh, IRA? um, You know, within the military and first response, there's even like, a retirement plan, you know, that comes out of our paycheck up front. Um, so how, how you really want to look 
if that is is up to you or you need to get like a legitimate financial advisor like Charles Schwab or um you know any of the other companies um another little simple one is so credit is like a way of life now unfortunately um so I know a lot of people that you know they make sure that their balances stay low um on their credit cards I mean they're paying they are literally paying off their entire credit card you know month to month between pay cycles for that or uh with their between paydays um and everybody gets paid a little different you know people get paid weekly bi-weekly um I've never really heard of anybody getting paid once a month but I'm sure that's out there somewhere uh there's even you know some labor jobs that get paid you know even more frequently than that a big tool that I know I use and it's freaking free um I mean you'll start getting some junk mail from it but I, I've used Credit Karma for a long time. Um, and it pretty much gathers all your information for all your credit cards, all your loans, um, all the accounts that you've had over time. Um, it's it's free, so it's not 100% accurate. Um, I have found that they keep their numbers artificially low. So when you do actually do a hard check on your credit, um, that score will actually be a couple points higher. Um, usually what I see is it's about 20 points off. I guess it would be different from per- person to person, just depending on what kind of, um, you know, credit history you have um, and the different factors that can go into that. And there's a lot of tools for that out there too. I use Credit Karma. It, that is streamlined with uh, Intuit, which owns um, like MailChimp and... Uh, They'll do like they'll do your taxes for you. They'll do your freaking um, like run your business. Uh, they they have all those all those resources within into it. Okay, um, so kind of my biggest mm, financial impact on me is when my parents introduced me to. Dave Ramsey, some people don't like his plan. Um, I agree with most of it because um, I've had it work. I know it worked for my parents and it has worked for me for different times in my life. Um, so Dave Ramsey's big kind of, he, I mean, he's, he's a very rich man now, but um, he has a lot of different books and plans and podcasts and all this thing. But his initial thing that made him famous was his uh, Baby Steps. So baby steps to just be financially free, right? Um, So I'm just going to run down through that real quick. Um, Number one, he says to save $1,000 for an emergency fund. That's your your first thing for unknown expenses, kind of like I had. I didn't have an emergency fund. Uh, So (laughs) I was focusing too much on the next step. Um, Number two which is snowballing your debt. So snowballing your debt um, is stacking up all your debt, excluding your home, if you own one, um, from the least amount of money to the most amount of money going down. So you knock out your easiest one first. That's a small victory. That's extra money that you can put in number two. 
and then you knock out number two, and then you go to number three, so which that could be credit cards, student loans, um, your car, um, all debt. Like you want to become debt free after step two. Going into step three, you just expand on your emergency fund to be. Um, you want to build it up to up to six months of your expenses. Um, so say if you're, you know, if you look at your budget. And, you know, between your car and your house and all your bills, it's X amount of money. Well, you want that X amount of money times three, four, five, six months. Going to number four, um, save 50, 15% of your gross for retirement. This one's kind of interesting for uh, law enforcement and military because you already have, usually, you have like a built-in retirement plan. You can look on your pay stubs and you can see what's coming out. So would it be wise to do an additional 50% on top of what's already being taken out of? Or is that going to stretch you too thin? Maybe you should do the math on, you know, whatever your police retirement is coming out of your check every, you know, if it's every week or every two weeks. Um, That's something to sit down and look at. You know, if you're saving 15% on top of whatever your percentage that's getting saved every paycheck, then it stretches you too thin to where you can't execute on some of these other steps, it could hurt you. So that's that's something to look at because we have built in retirement savings plans most of the time. Number five goes on to um, having a college fund for your children. Not everybody has kids. Um, some people have, you know, different personal viewpoints on saving up for your kids or some people are like, man, fuck them kids. They got to figure it out. I figured, I got, I figured it out. They got to figure it out. Um, that's a personal decision. Um, number six, pay off your home early. That's, you know, going to be the biggest loan of your life. More than likely, you know, it's a 30, most of the time it's a 30 year loan, 20, 25, 30 year loan. Um, there's even some places in the world, uh, I think it heard, I think I heard of Japan where it's, uh, they have multi-generational home loans. So you're looking at 40, 50, 60 years. Uh, so how'd you like to inherit that debt? That's, that sounds like shit, man, but that, that is a thing on earth. Um, and then lastly, number seven is building your wealth and giving. So giving to charities and stuff. So, um, You'd have to do more research on your own to see what would, you know, what is building wealth to you? Is that, you know, everything else is paid off, so I'm going from 15% towards retirement to 25%? Or is building wealth um, looking at other other type of investments or some, you know, have some other uh, revenue stream? Again, I am not a financial advisor. This is just stuff that I've heard over my life, stuff that I've used. I'm obviously not a rich man. I'm a freaking cop on child support. Um, But just some little things to think about that can reduce some stress in your life. Um, If you don't have any questions about this stuff, I guess I can help you or send you some links. Um, If not, I will be talking to you all next week about whatever I come up with over the weekend probably um hopefully i can get some sit downs with some of our some of our dudes from valkyrie 
Um, you know, maybe have some discussions about the comp coming up. You know, they've, they've got some new sponsors. They've got some more teams this year, some different teams. Um, as of right now, um, it's February 2nd. I'm recording this and releasing it on the same day because of work purposes. Um, they're sitting at six teams. They, they added Anderson County, which will be exciting because that's a, that's a very large growing department. Not large. Well, they're, they're, they're pretty big, but they're growing because they're on the outskirts of Greenville. So Greenville has bled over. Everybody knows about Greenville. Um, I mean, it is a nice town, but then like their, their fire department's awesome. Like their sheriff's office is awesome, but they've gotten so big now to where it's bleeding over into some of the surrounding counties. And Anderson County is one of the counties benefiting heavily, uh, from that expansion. So that was the most recent addition, um, along with some other returning teams from last year and, uh, one other new team from, uh, Georgia corrections, which will be fun. Um, hope you enjoyed this little action sermon. Uh, I'll talk to y'all next week. As always, make sure to like, share, review, and subscribe, all things CTG, with our website, Instagram, and Facebook. Hit us up with any questions or recommendations. Till next week.